the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Headline FBI Director Ray doesn't have a leg to stand on in this contempt fight. The director's defiance of Congress's subpoena is contemptuous. If he persists in it, Congress should hold him accountable. He's one of the more interesting figures, I think, right now, because he was, after all, a Trump appointee, Christopher Wray. And so we bring in former federal prosecutor Andrew C. McCarthy, who says, um, as far as he's concerned from a legal perspective, Ray's got to pony up the information. Although, Andy, and I welcome you in this morning, it sounds like Comer, who's heading up this oversight committee, Rasmussen, Reports tweeted yesterday that Comer already has the information he needs. They're just doing this to make a point. I don't know if you know anything about that, but welcome in. Chris, uh, nice to be here. Yes, uh, I, I think he probably does have the um, the information because it's been publicly reported what it is, the idea that uh, uh, Joe Biden, when he was vice president, according to a an informant who gave this information to the FBI. Comer knows this based on uh, disclosure from a whistleblower who's an agent apparently involved in the investigation. But the information is that uh, Biden, when he was vice president, took a $5 million bribe from a foreign country. The New York Post has speculated that the country is um, Ukraine. Uh, they have uh, sort of colorable details that, that suggest they may be right, but we don't know that yet. Um, but I would say that Comer probably has a lot more information about this because he's had access to the whistleblower uh, and probably knows what's in the document. But at the same time, he's issued a subpoena and the subpoena is uh, backed by the force of law. And that's how you, in an investigation, uh, compel the production of evidence. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't think this is probably just for, um, for making a point, although that's important. Uh, it's also part of the body of evidence that uh, the committee's assembling. Before we talk about Christopher Ray, and he's somebody that I really do want to spend some time analyzing, Andy, I, let me let talk, talk about this information that you think they have. I don't know what you, you're privy to or what you've seen or what you think you, you, they have, but if, in fact, it is what Comer says it is, do you believe it to be criminal? If, if Biden took a $5 million bribe and there was a quid pro quo or if, it, you know, if the money was booked, uh, you know, they'd have to have paid tax on the money. Uh, if the money was uh, was criminal. Uh, when it was obtained, we'd have to find out the circumstances of that. It could be money laundering, depending on how they moved it. You know, that was the theory, Chris, that uh, that Bob Mueller 
used to prosecute Manafort. His theory was that uh, Manafort was acting as an agent of foreign power, again, uh, Ukraine, and therefore the money that he derived from his consulting business in Ukraine was deemed to be criminal at the moment that he got it, which meant every time he moved it, it was uh, money laundering under the federal criminal code. Um, I, I was uh, I was a little bit um, uh, at the time, I thought that that theory was dodgy uh, because to my mind, money laundering uh, is supposed to be, you know, the proceeds of crime. I don't regard like consulting uh, as long as it's not illegal to do consulting work overseas. So yeah. if if uh, if he did consulting work in Ukraine and got paid for it, uh, it doesn't seem to me that that's the kind of criminal proceeds we're talking about in the money laundering statutes where we're thinking about like narc- narcotics cash proceeds and, you know, organized crime uh, extortion money and that kind of stuff. But to my mind, if that's the Justice Department's position, it was good enough to prosecute the uh, Manafort, I don't know why it wouldn't be good enough to prosecute the Biden. So let me just walk it out for a second. Let's just pretend my dad is the vice president of the United States. And um, let, let's just say dad's being the vice president is important enough to some entity in a foreign country to put me on a board and pay me a lot of money or however I acquire the money. But I, I've got a I, I got a big paycheck coming my way from a, a foreign interest. And it's clearly because of my last name and who my dad is. There's nothing that necessarily directly ties my dad to being involved with it, but everybody understands that's why I'm there and why I'm getting the check. Now, I take this big check and I deposit it in my bank account, and uh, let's say I even go as far as giving half of it to dad and putting it in his bank account. Is that criminal? Has the vice president, my dad, committed a crime because he took half my paycheck from the foreign government um, if, if I decided to give it to him? Is that criminal? It would depend, Chris, on whether uh, I, as the prosecutor, was able to prove that this was, a, you know, a planned arrangement and everybody had their eyes open. Tough like to do, right? Dad, Very tough to prove that. Well, no, not necessarily. If you have people who were involved in it, um, you know, I, I mean, you have to move, prove people's state of mind in almost every criminal case. And. It's rare that you get a situation where you have somebody who who is able to tell you here here's what the operation of the mind of the charged person was throughout the transaction. You know, you prove that basically by what people do and what you can, with common sense, uh, infer from it. Uh, so that's that's the kind of thing we do in every criminal case. It would matter, for example, Chris, if this was a one-off. You know, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to like a steady, if, a, if it was an arrangement that had gone on for a decade where I was periodically giving dad half of my salary <laughs> and I didn't really have a, a legitimate way to account for how much money I was taking in, um, that would be an important piece of evidence. But I feel, Chris, like we're having we're having a different iteration of the same conversation that you and I have been having for years, most of it in the context of Russiagate and the, and especially the uh, the Durham investigation, but some of the investigations that went on of the investigation, we were always in this kind of netherworld between 
whether something uh, icky crosses the line into being criminal or not. And we're always lamenting that, you know, some things that are I know. Uh, deeply corrupt are not necessarily crime. I, this is and it drives the audience crazy every time we do it. That's why I asked the I question, because I, I, know. I know people are going to come away from the conversation feeling deeply unsatisfied. We all understand Hunter Biden's not taking millions of dollars unless daddy is who daddy is. We all get that. Everybody, it's just obvious right. as the nose on all our faces. The problem is, can you prove criminality because of it? And that's where I'm already worried that's going to be a, a tough hill to climb to prove something criminal well, you happened. You know, Chris, yeah, the thing is, though, um, it, it, here's the oddball thing about the Biden situation and the fact that it goes on for years and years. In every big transaction that's legitimate, it doesn't matter how much money. It could be gargantuan sums of money. But when when money is leaving one side of the transaction, what you expect to get back is an asset of some kind, you know, a commodity. Uh, like when Trump uh, gets involved in real estate, if you go to Scotland, you could see the, the golf course. You know, you could see. The uh, the commodity, the the asset that was exchanged for the gargantuan amounts of money that go back and forth. Um, you know, I talk about uh, uh, Steve Cohen. You know, he paid two point three billion dollars, but he got the Mets back. Now, you may think that he got uh, he, he got swindled in that. Uh, <laughs> I wonder myself if he thinks he did, but um, you know, he's you can see what the asset is, even though it's a lot, a lot of money. Um, the, the weird thing with the Bidens is millions of dollars go flowing into the Biden family coffers, but you never see yes. any value going yes. back the other way. Such a smart. And the only thing yes. that you can go ahead. The, I, I just say the only thing you can see out of it is access to Joe Biden and the exercise of his political influence. Other than that, it's impossible to see any value going back the other way. And so is access, I mean, since we can conclude that that's probably what it is, just sort of access and influence, is that unto itself criminal because you don't have a physical tangible to show for? It's not like, hey, I'm going to give you millions of dollars and here's a big fancy boat in exchange. You know, it's it's, it's hard to quantify and show as evidence, here's access, here's influence, Right. Yeah, well, see, the thing is, um, when people are doing legitimate business, when a lot of money changes hands, there's a lot of things that are required to happen by law and regulation in the way of how things get registered, how they get booked, how they get taxed, and the like. Uh, when people are doing legitimate business, even for big dollar amounts, they never worry about that kind of stuff because they, you know, they can always show that it was legitimate. They can show that there was fair value that was exchanged for big dollar amounts. Uh, when people are doing illegitimate businesses, what you find is that they will take big sums of money and break them into smaller sums of money and streams of payments to various people in order to try to make it unobtrusive. That's laundering. Um, you know, they do the... Co- yeah, yeah, you have to prove now that the money was illegal in the first instance for it to be laundering. Um, because if it's just like your your own money, Chris, if you took let's say you had a million bucks and you decided I'm going to buy real estate and then I'm going to change the real estate into some fancy cars and then I'm going to change the fancy cars into some other uh, luxury asset. Every time money changes form, 
if it's criminal proceeds in the first place, it's money laundering. But if it's not criminal proceeds in the first place, it's just you changing the form of your assets. There's nothing illegal about that. So the big thing with this is always, can you prove that it was illegal in the first place? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, now you're acute. Every time you're on this show, I always get notes, nasty notes from people that say, Andy's nothing but a never-Trumper. So I want to go on the record as saying right now that I'm the one bringing this up, not Andrew McCarthy. You're a friend, so I don't care about people that think you're a never-Trumper. And it doesn't matter to me what your politics are, because I think you bring sound legal analysis, so it doesn't matter to me. But I'm bringing this up. So I don't accuse Andy of bringing it up. I'm asking him a direct question. Christopher Ray, if you find Christopher Ray an objectionable figure... You can't argue that it's Trump's fault for putting him there. And I it's like the problem with so many of these people, Bill Barr, Jeff Sessions, Chris Ray, Comey, like they were all kind of there with Trump's blessing at one point or another. And this is something that a lot of people will write to me and say, you know, that's why Trump's got to go. That's why we need to move on to DeSantis because he had bad judgment, he hired bad people. And I I mean, I I can't I can't necessarily fight with people on that point, Andy. I don't know what you think of Chris Ray, but if, in fact, he's acting in a contemptible way here, um, as you suggest he may be or is, um, I, I don't I don't know. Like, does Trump have a leg to stand on in being critical of Christopher Ray? Well, yeah, I, I think you always have a leg to stand on to be critical when people in positions do things they shouldn't do. Um, that you know, the fact that Trump put him in that position um, obviously counts against Trump, but that doesn't, you know, that doesn't mean doesn't give him uh, the right to do something wrong, wrong. yeah, or not criticize him, yeah. right? And I think you know, you know, look, I my personal view of it for what it's worth is that um, Trump, and I must be, I'm like the only never Trumper who voted twice for Trump and <laughs> uh, and wrote in National Ma- Review Magazine in 2020 the uh, why why you should vote for Trump piece. Um, so I, if I'm a never Trumper, Trump's in good shape, I guess. Right. But, um, uh, you know, putting that aside, I, I think Trump was a lot more interested in being president than doing the presidency. I see. Um, you know, governing was not his thing. And I, I think that's not to say that, you know, look, the president is ultimately responsible for the policy that gets implemented. And a lot of Trump's policies were outstanding. Um, but I think he left a lot of the heavy lifting of governing to other people. Yeah. And if you remember with Chris Ray, you know, sometimes the president is stuck with this historical moment. Trump fired Comey and there was a big firestorm on Capitol Hill. And there was a chance that, uh, you know, FBI director has to be confirmed. So if he was going to replace Comey, he had to replace him with somebody who could get confirmed in the Senate. Uh, under circumstances where the Democrats were mad that he had fired Comey. So Ray was a guy who, because he had a good, solid reputation on both sides of the aisle, he had been uh, a high-ranking Justice Department official in the Bush 43 administration under Comey, by the way. He ran the criminal division when Comey was the uh, deputy attorney general. Um, But he was somebody who could get confirmed. And I must say, you know, for all the people who want Ray fired, I, I, I haven't been a persistent Ray critic like a lot of people have. And I haven't liked a lot of the things that Ray did. But do you really want Joe Biden to pick a different FBI director than Ray? <laughs> great point. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. 
It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.